listening to the Broadcast Basement On Demand Radio Network. It's the podcast in the Broadcast Basement. Sunday, stomach started like acting up on me, right? Then the muscle aching, then I got a little bit of the sweats, I didn't really have a fever, and I'm laying on the bed going, I got COVID, baby, it's, it's got me. Like I was telling my wife, I'm like, it's got me, I got the COVID. And she just keeps looking at me, and she's like, you don't have COVID. I'm like, I got it, I got it. And she's like, you're not even coughing, you got a 99, you got no headache, you're not, you don't have COVID. I'm like, ah, I, this is it, this is the beginning of it. This, I'm telling, like my son, my littlest one is standing in the doorway, Asking his daddy gonna die And she's yelling at me She's like Stop acting like you're dying I'm like ah, COVID's got me And it turns out It's just a stomach bug And I'm fine So But uh, I'm better now I'm sorry we weren't around On uh, a day earlier And I'm sorry you're getting this A day later But uh, we're able to talk Some wrestling And I have a brand new Family member here too I just went and picked up This morning A dog A rescue dog That we got uh, That was rescued I think 24 hours Before it was going to be Euthanized in Arkansas nice. And the Mm -hmm. family that was fostering the dog, which is only about uh, five months old, uh, a boxer mix. I think it's got a little pit in there as well. Uh, Cute dog. Uh, They they had put it up online and I convinced my wife would always say she never wanted a dog to get the dog. And she's absolutely in love with it. I mean, here's a woman that spent like since I've known her like 19 years ago and 16 years of marriage didn't want a dog. And I don't think she's left the dog alone for the last two hours before we went on the air. So it's all kinds of excitement here in the Lanuti household. How about let's talk wrestling? What's what's yeah. going on? What's going on here locally first? Because I know there were some pay-per-views and things like that. And I I see uh, I see one of our previous guests sitting in there saying hello to us yeah. as well. Hey Val, thanks for joining us on the in the chat room. I appreciate your support and listening today. Yeah, Val Capone. <laughs> she was on. She was on. Been on the show before. All right. So what's going on here? Uh, locally, what's what's the word? What's the haps? I know we're getting more and more events. I'm kind of excited about it. I'm going to tell you, Mike, I went out and I was more around people this week, and it's unnerving to do. And mm-hmm. I noted it, and, and even my wife said it. We promised ourselves, like, look, we're going to do some outdoor stuff. We're going to we're going to try to be as safe as we can, but we're going to try to do our outdoor events. We're going to go. We went to a party, went to like a picnic that was out back. You know, you don't get real close. We don't hug anybody, but we're standing around in the outdoors with people. It's a little unnerving to do, but I'm sure everybody's experiencing that when they go to these local events right now and they're still happening. So what's new? Yeah, there's a few local events that have happened recently and there's a few coming up. And also, too, before I get into some of the. uh Bigger news of like WWE and AEW, like local connections. Uh, Freelance Underground was supposed to return Saturday, August 2nd in Thornton. Unfortunately, uh, they made the decision to postpone that show. Obviously, there's still maybe a little leery of, of things going on in tight spaces and stuff like that. I believe it was supposed to be an indoor show in Thornton, Illinois, but uh, that is not now not happening, unfortunately. But uh, the people who run Underground are very good people. Uh, James and Caleb are know what they're doing. They're very smart, so um, I would think that they'll come back when they feel it's safe. Plus, the, their champion uh, GPA, I think, is still also kind of hesitant about coming back. So I guess that would make sense for them to um, go ahead and postpone. Well, you know, I'll tell you cool. something. I talked to a couple of local bar owners 
uh, in the area and a couple of restaurant owners and things like that. And they told me 95% of people that make reservations that come request to sit outside. Outside mm-hmm. is outside is where most people mainstream wise want to be. There are some that are like, I'm not afraid to be inside. But if you're looking for the biggest group, you need to have outdoor events, I think, right now. That's what I'm getting from guys that I talk to on a regular basis that advertise on other shows on the broadcast basement on demand radio network. They keep saying like, hey, I most of my clientele want to be outside. They want to be outside for the event. They want to be outside at the restaurant. They just feel more comfortable. It's what they request. So I think outdoor events are probably the way to go. Yeah, that's what we've been seeing more of, too, uh, with Powell Entertainment. Um, there's, um, in fact, um, I'll segue, I guess a perfect segue into uh, the one show I will mention that's upcoming this weekend, Zawa Live, it's Z-O-W-A, and they're a promotion that runs no- far northwest suburbs, northwest Illinois, sometimes a little bit around Rockford. Um, they have a show called Find Your Happy Spot, and it's in Deer Grove, and it, that will be an outdoor event as well, and they're capping attendance at 45 fans. All right. Well, then you got to be, I mean, like, you know, whenever anybody makes anything exclusive, then everybody wants to be there. They'll get their 45. People will be clamoring to get in there to be the 45. You know, I, I, and, and here's, I'll, I'll throw another example for you. Okay. I, I, I'm full of examples today. You could tell I was laying okay. on the couch for two days and I had nothing to do, Mike. And now I'm just talking to today. I'm yep. just talking to <laughs> today. But I, I got pulled into helping reopen the Catholic Church in our parish. Because, you know, I'm one of those people that, you know, they know they can rely on. So people, you know, the priest asked me, like, would you help out? I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll help out. And one of the, the first thing they did when they opened up church, they only opened up 50 seats. It's a giant church, right? 50 mm-hmm. seats. They were sold out of the 50 spots in each one of the three masses. And it's only 150 parishioners could go to it. Sold out in three hours. In three hours, Mike, they were sold out. Now. They've extended it to 100, which means a 300-person capacity. They don't hit their first 150 now until, like, Saturday, like right before Mass starts in their reservations because it's not, because it's not the hot ticket. It's, it's easier to get in, so nobody's rushing for it. So trust, trust me, cap it at 45, raise the price a little bit, you're going to do just fine as a promotion. The ones that want to go are going to rush for those seats. They're hard to get. It's just like rooftop over at Wrigley right now. I was reading it's $350 to go see a I ball game it. from a rooftop outside of Wrigley Field in Chicago th- this summer. That, that's and insane that's the only to me. Way to see it. That's the only way to see it unless you're watching it on TV, <laughs> especially if, if you have like Comcast. With, nobody gets smart key sports that were the Comcast. Thank God I have Hulu uh, with live TV because I actually get marquee on there. But uh, you probably don't care about that since you're a Sox fan. Well, speaking of baseball, though, WWE, (laughs) WWE and AEW, the ones that have the money need to pay attention to what MLB launched yesterday. They're launching on their app the ability for fans to indicate their feeling on plays and during certain moments, which will Mm -hmm. which will affect the sound machines in the stadiums. So if you want to boo a guy like coming it. to the plate, you can boo him. And right now, Vince McMahon needs to pony up the money, maybe buy one less dinosaur skull and get that because <laughs> now you can have people participating on Monday Night Raw in your pay-per-views with an app and starting chants and everything else like that. They need to go knock on the door of MLB and say, how much does that cost? How do we get it to say uh, you still got it over and over again if somebody hits the button? Like you, you have to have that. I think that's perfect for wrestling and perfect for <laughs> WWE and AEW. Baseball figured that it would out, be man. Great. Yeah, baseball That'd figured it out. I just saw this app yesterday. I can't wait to get it. Yeah. I'm gonna, I, I'm, and you know what? I'm just going to follow the Houston Astros and boom, every time they come to the plate. That's my plan. <laughs> every one of them, you know, the cheaters. <laughs> anyway, uh, 
Uh, going back to local interest, and uh, I was very excited last night watching Monday Night Raw to see Chicago's Mustafa Ali make his return to TV. And he had been off TV for a few months. Uh, there were rumors that he was the hacker on SmackDown. But now he's back on Raw, interestingly enough, because uh, he was a SmackDown guy. So this is actually a jump. Obviously, they didn't explain a jump between SmackDown and Raw with him. But they figure out oh, he's been gone for a few months. But just bring him back on Raw. People forget about it. So <laughs> that's what happened there. So he was the surprise tag partner for Ricochet and Cedric Alexander in a match against MVP, Bobby Lashley, and Shelton Benjamin, a faction that's kind of going by by the name of the Hurt Business now. Ali gets the win, hits his 450 splash, pins MVP. So happy comeback for Ali and big thumbs up. Congratulations. I've never met Ali personally, but people who I, I've talked to and I've communicated with, I, I see on Facebook, love the guy. One of the nicest guys you'd ever meet. He still comes back into the city and comes to the Freelance Wrestling Academy, helps out the, the students and the wrestlers there. Very, very cool guy. So All big right. thumbs up, Mustafa Ali. And now our weekly AEW Dark Update, because we always have local guys and guys with local interest wrestling on that show now. Warrior Wrestling Champion uh, Brian Pillman Jr. actually wrestled his predecessor, Brian Cage, on last week's episode. Pillman lost to Cage. It was, wasn't was a total squash, but it was kind of a squash, unfortunately, for Mr. Pillman. Um, also, Ricky Starks, as we mentioned last week, was the opponent for Juliet's Robert Ego Anthony. Starks won the match, but Ego actually put in a great effort. He actually showed credibility in that match. They let him show a little bit more, unlike his match with Cage a couple weeks ago. So I thought that was a great performance for Ego. He's having a great summer. Um, I think when he comes back to teaching in the fall and asks his students about what did you do this summer, none of them will probably have an interest as, as of an interesting story as Ego. No, I don't. So, I don't think that they'll have that. By the way, in the chat room, uh, Ali is a wonderful guy. So happy for a success. One of the comments in there. If you ever want to be a part of the live podcast recording, we do it generally on Mondays at noon. We're doing it today on Tuesday at noon, but it's always at noon at the beginning of the week. Use the Podbean app. You can get that on any app store and you can go direct through a Windy City Slam Doc. Actually, we don't have that with with WindyCitySlam.com. I have that on all my other shows, but you got that fancy website. We're going to have to get a link so people can go right in and get the the app. But you can get it in the app store, the Podbean mm -hmm. app, or you can call us if you're not able to get in there. If you ever want to participate, we have like a catch-all system. It just picks up. It's a voicemail. Leave any comment that you want to or any question for myself or Mike. And the number is 708-459-8406, 708-459-8406. That one is available to you. 365 days a year, 24-7. Go ahead, Michael. Back to Dark when we're talking about Ego Anthony. And a little side note between uh, Ego Anthony and Brian Pillman Jr. They will be having another match at Warrior Wrestling Friday Night Lights next month, and that's for the Warrior Wrestling Championship. So um, uh, Robert Ego Anthony's done enough, not only in Warrior Wrestling, but everywhere else showing on e AEW. He's going to get the next title match in Warrior Wrestling. So it's kind of a big deal for a guy that's been known mostly as a local independent guy. This guy's never going back to school. He's never going to go back to teaching. <laughs> He's got the wrestling bug. His career is taking off late in life. Look, 
He's perfect. He's right where I was when I decided I was going to stop. Uh, I had my radio career, and then I went to work for uh, a police department, being a 911 dispatcher and supervisor. You're like, oh, pension, everything's perfect. And now I've, I've decided I've started my own podcasting business. He's right in line for his own midlife crisis and career change. Okay? I, I expect him to just run away from teaching. It's, it's happening. Too many good things are happening for him. Maybe he'll do the Matt Stryker route. <laughs> right. We got to get him on this show just so too. I can ask him that question. Like, are you going to leave teaching because everything's going perfect for you? That's all yeah. I want to ask him. One of these days we'll get him on. Fingers crossed. Um, <laughs> stalk him. You stalk him. Okay. I mean, yeah, pretend he's, uh, who's your favorite wrestler? Oh, Tessa Blanchard. Pretend he's Tessa. Oh, okay. Pretend he's Tessa. <laughs> and then just, you know, use that same kind of tactic. It'll work out fine for you. Hey, Southsiders. Are you White Sox fans? The number one most downloaded White Sox podcast, according to podbean.com, is Sox in the Basement, and it's part of the Broadcast Basement On Demand Radio Network. Insider interviews, stat breakdowns, and coverage year-round. Join me and my buddy Dave and all kinds of great guests each and every week for 30 Minutes of Sox. It's found everywhere podcasts can be found and always at SocksInTheBasement.com. Also, one more note from Dark. Joe Alonzo from O'Brien was part of a six-man tag match. His team lost to three members of the Dark Order. So um, that's it for the local beat. All right, so now we had some big pay-per-views. And yes, we did. There, there is one that, of course, is the WWE one, and then you have the, it was Impact, right? That had the other yes. one. Yes. All right. So, Impact which one? We'll start off with the one you thought was the best of the two. Which one do you yeah. want to talk about first? I tell you, I mean, this is crazy, but it may not be so crazy. Impact Wrestling Slammiversary probably had the better show. Okay. And that's the one I wanted to start with anyway. So uh, that's the end of it. Uh, I think one thing Impact has done over the last couple of years is they consistently st- deliver strong performances, strong pay-per-views. They're only doing like four big shows a year now. They used to be like WWE where they would do one a month or one every six weeks or so. But now they, they, they've kind of toned back a little bit on that. Uh, I think creative has been much better. They've always had the talent. There's always been great talent in Impact Wrestling. Um, you see a lot of those Impact Wrestling-type talents it shows like uh, Warrior Wrestling and the AAW in Chicago as well. So, yeah, I mean, they've always had the talent. I think now they have creative that's more focused on making the product better, letting the wrestlers do what they do best in the ring and tell stories and do their performances. Um, main event of that show was ended up being a five-man elimination match. It was a five-man originally. A couple people got knocked out of that match. Then it became a four-man with one surprise. It ended up being a five-man for the vacant Impact title um, with two surprises. And the winner was one of the guys that was originally announced for the match was Eddie Edwards. He became a two-time Impact Wrestling champion. Uh, he um, defeated Ace Austin and then Trey of the Rascals were the other two guys that were previously announced. The two surprises were Rich Swan who was a former WWE uh, Cruiserweight champion. Yeah, he showed up. And he, yeah, he was, he's been with the company for about a year and a half, two years. But he came back after eight to nine months away with a knee injury. So he was rehabbing a knee. And um, he came back 
um, had a great performance. And, and um, Eric Young was the other surprise, one of the recent WWE releases. He's a former Impact World Champion, and uh, he showed very well, too. And WWE never really pushed him, and it's unfortunate. Uh, NXT, he was part of Sanity, which I thought was a pretty cool gimmick. But once he got pushed to the main roster, it, they just didn't know what to do with him, unfortunately. It was kind of crazy. And after the match, so Edwards wins. Ace Austin and his heavy, his bodyguard, Man Man Fulton, attacked Edwards after the match. And then we had the Good Brothers come out for the save. So Gallows and Anderson made their debut by saving Eddie Edwards at the end. And now they're part of Impact for two years, I believe, I saw the report was their contract. I'm very excited for them to, uh, to be able to work for them. And, that, and but the cool thing about their contract is reportedly is that they'll be able to work other places like in Japan, which is where they really, really made it big. And then they probably can do like some really cool uh, United States independence. Steve Tortorello or Warrior Wrestling could be listening. So maybe the Good Brothers will show up at Warrior Wrestling at some point. I think that would be kind of cool. So um, we were expecting some other possible former WWE superstars to show up. And we did get a couple of names that showed up. Heath Slater, or now known as Heath, with his free agent shirt like he did on Raw a couple weeks ago, came through the empty crowd, grabbed the mic and started uh, talking like he's here in Impact Wrestling. So I thought that was really cool that he showed up. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm a big fan of Heath. You know that. I love the whole free agent gimmick. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm a big fan of it. He and Rhino had a cute little reunion backstage. I thought it was pretty awesome. And then EC3, after the title match, after the beatdown, after the save by the Good Brothers, EC3 showed up on the uh, monitor. And some people may know EC3 was doing vignettes on his own, on his Twitter, on his Instagram. These really cool dark, dingy things where he's all totally jacked up. And this was the reason why. He's coming back to Impact. He's looking great. Uh, I think he has his eyes on Eddie Edwards and the championship. That should be good. And Val Capone in our um, chat room mentions the number one contender ladies match. I was very excited about that match too. Kylie Ray, yes, Chicago's very own Kylie Ray survived the gauntlet match to become the number one contender to the knockouts title. So obviously Impact has big things in mind for Kylie. I'm personally very excited to actually have gotten to know her a little bit on the scene. I've seen her at Warrior, Freelance Underground. She's the current Freelance Wrestling World Champion. She's also the Black Label Pro Midwest Champion. And those are titles usually uh, held by men. So she's done a lot of the whole um, intergender thing locally. She's done a lot of great matches with women in the local scene as well. Uh, Women like Lainey Luck and Elena Black and... Absolutely terrific wrestler, great person. Um, her um, her boyfriend, Isaiah Velasquez, also a great guy. And another little local thing I'll mention since I didn't kind of mention it earlier, so happy for Isaiah getting a one-on-one match against Trey Lamar at the Warrior Wrestling Friday Night Lights. And he's been a guy that's worked a long time in the area. He's also a trainer at the Freelance Academy. So glad to see his success. But that was kind of a little aside. I just kind of wanted to get in there real quick. And then uh, Val also mentioned on the uh, chat, Chris Bay defeating Willie Mack for the exhibition title. Very, very good match. Um, Bay is definitely a guy that even AEW had their eyes on, but Impact kind of snuck in and took him out from under him. So I thought that was a great pickup for them too. 
And then one more little detail I want to mention for a title change. We have a new knockouts champion from the women's division. Former NXT wrestler Deanna Perrazzo, who absolutely got like no push in NXT for whatever reason. She's really, really good. Submission specialist defeated Jordan Grace. Uh, as we know, uh, we talked a little bit about her last year on the broadcast basement. Perrazzo beats Grace by submission for the knockouts title. So congrats to Deanna Perrazzo. Are you or someone you know looking to learn how to play a musical instrument this year? Then you should be checking out Westgate Music School, 6527 West 127th Street in Palos Heights. Private music lessons for all instruments, including guitar, piano, drums, voice, bass guitar, violin, banjo, ukulele, and more. Are you a vocalist? Are you ready to play a musical instrument and looking to join a group? Westgate Music School offers group classes for rock band, acapella vocal, and barbershop quartet. Students of all ages and ability levels will have the opportunity to perform three times a year in a student concert. Gift certificates for Westgate are also available. More information, call 708-586-7002 or go to westgatemusicschool.com. All right, now we can move on to the the weirdest thing that may have ever been done on any pay-per-view ever, and that is the something that we didn't believe was possible. And that is that uh, Rey Mysterio loses an eye in the yeah. WWE pay-per-view. Now, it, it's obviously fake. <laughs> I mean, like, he obviously doesn't lose an eye. Like, I've, seen some, I've seen some stills of this. That, that eye is way too intact for the way that it was taken out of him for that not to be just a fake thing. But it was, yeah. I mean, it's crazy that they decided to go with that. And I know he's up for, like, a new contract but even up for a new contract, I can't believe he's like, yeah, totally disfigure me. So that if the contract doesn't work out, that's how I went out. Like, that's crazy to me that that's something that he was like, yeah, totally take my eye out. But maybe maybe to him, he's like, I've done everything I possibly can do, and I don't really care at this point. It, it, I just, I'm going for the shock value. What was your take on that, and how do you think they pulled it off? Well, uh, obviously, they pulled it off in a way where you couldn't actually see the eye coming out. I mean, the ref was blocking it the whole time. The camera angles were, you know, always had somebody kind of in the way. Of course, they had um, Seth doing a little bit of a wretch, throwing up on outside of the ring because he saw, obviously, what happened. Right. Or, you know, supposedly. Or, cl- or claims to have seen what, it, what happened. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it, so- it, it's a violent, I mean, like, here's the thing. Remember a few years back when the idea was that they were worried that, that they were too PG. And, and the mm-hmm. people are like, well, you know, they had to get away from the Attitude Era because this is like a family thing. That ain't a family. That ain't family programming at all. Mm-hmm. You know, like that would have scared the bejesus no. out of my kids. So is, yeah. I, I'm wondering if you think this now. is a switch. Yeah. I mean, is this the official switch back to being like really crazy because Vince finally sees competition out there with AEW? Because forever he was like, I just want to be middle of the road cookie cutter. I want, you know, John Cena's the guy, and we're gonna we're we're all about like the kids. We keep showing things with kids. It's kids, 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 kids. This ain't kids. This is something out of this is something out of the Monday Night Wars. This is something out of like the late nineties, early two thousands. This is this is not something like if I were watching this pay per view with my kids, I'd have been like, whoa. I mean, I would have had to I would have had to hustle the youngest one out of there. Well, you know, I, I probably wouldn't even let him watch the match in the first place with what the premise was. But that's a big difference from what Vince has been doing up until this point. That was gross out violence is all that was. And we haven't seen that from WWE in a while. 
Yeah, I don't think um, I don't think they're going back that way totally though. I mean, they might be a little bit more edgy, especially in pay per view. But um, honestly, they still have you know they still have their uh, their their shareholders. They still have their responsibility to their networks, not to get too crazy like Fox and USA. And by the way, I read a story yesterday that uh, there's definitely some pressure from both Fox and USA to get better ratings. So, I, I mean, I think there's kind of a, a little bit of motive desperation backstage in terms of trying to get creative to get people interested well, in the watching thing, though, the shows. When you're in trouble, you fall back on what works. Yeah. Like Vince, Vince's biggest time, the, the time where he was able to get the most eyes on his product, it was when he did outlandish things. So that's why I'm just wondering, yeah. is this like, is this a taste of things to come? Am I, am I going to see like uh, the new Val Venus come out in a bathrobe? Like I'm, I'm all oh, for geez. it. Sounds great. But I, I just got to know before I let the kids sit down and watch it. You know, I think the, cl- I think the closest thing you get to Val Venus is uh, Angel Garza and Raw flirting with Charlie Caruso. Yeah. Well, that's that might... probably about the, the closest thing we'll get. Right. But, yeah. Um... But the, you never, you never know. I mean, the next thing is you could have the new Godfather coming along with the hose, which I would oh, greatly geez. welcome back. <laughs> I'd be like, the hoe train is here. I'd be like, the hoe train. Like I'd be excited. But I'd have to send my daughter out of the room. I just want to know who I'm watching wrestling with going forward. You know, right? Like, bring on the hoe train. Just let me know that it's coming beforehand. That's all. I, that's all I care about. If we're gonna have a bikini, if we're gonna have the first one to take somebody's bra off contest in the middle of the ring and in between the, <laughs> the divas again, just let me know. I just want to know. So I, one, I'm there for it, and two, the children aren't. I just want to know where we're going at this point with this eye coming out of Rey Mysterio's head. That's all I'm asking, Mike. I don't think we're going to see that with the Divas again, and I don't don't think we're going to see the train again. Not you w. hope, you know what? You hope not, <laughs> not but you never point. know. <laughs> you never know with this guy. I mean, like he, you know, he's a half a step. You know, I mean, like I imagine Vince sitting in sitting around, and he's like, uh, "Bring bring Stephanie in here. I want I want to bounce something off her." And she comes in. She goes, "Yeah, Dad." He goes, "Ah, this women revolution thing. I mean, it's very empowering, blah blah blah." But you know what gets eyeballs? Alexa Bliss's top comes off. Like, you know he's had that conversation, oh, Mike. You know he has. We know what he is. We know what he is, Mike. Come on. We 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 watched him in the 90s. We know if he's trying to get eyeballs, he's at least thinking about it. I'm not saying they're going to do it. I'm just saying he's thinking about it, Mike, because he's got pressure for ratings and he's got competition. And now he's got people's eyeballs coming out of their heads. I wouldn't put it past him to be thinking about yeah, it. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. He's thinking about it. He's thinking about it. He might be, he might have the word out right now. Like, Hey, uh, there's somebody that, uh, you know, has been struggling and, uh, might be willing to just kind of do anything I ask him to do. Uh, let me know that that might be a conversation he's had with somebody backstage. Okay. Yeah, but there's a lot more checks and balances nowadays. You too, would uh, hope so. You would hope so. Standards I, and practices. This is going to be work. Shareholders. This is going to be a very interesting thing to watch with him. Cause he, I see the eyeball thing is the beginning of something. I do. I see it as the beginning of something for a guy that's desperate for ratings. Like he, this isn't a one-off thing. I'm waiting for the next big shocker. I, 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 maybe I'm crazy, but I just, I feel like I've watched Vince McMahon. I've watched this movie before here. Here's a guy who's got competition and is in the middle of a, uh, the COVID-19 crisis and his stockholders that are worried about ratings. And he might turn around and be like, well, I, I gave you ratings. How can you be mad at me? Like that might be how he, he operates. Yeah. Really. You know? So I, I, that was, I, that's, that's my thought when I see the Ray Mysterio eyeball thing, that was, mm-hmm. that was the first thing that popped into my mind. And then we had one other kind of outlandish match at extreme rules. That was the Wyatt SWAT match, which was akin to some of the effects of the Firefly Funhouse match from uh, Wyatt and Cena from WrestleMania. 
Uh, Bray Wyatt actually defeated the Universal Champion Braun Strowman in what apparently was a non-title match. Because I thought at first it was a title match. I guess it never was advertised as one. So no, it was not a title match. But uh, How do you have a non-title so, match at a pay-per-view? I know, right? The dumbest thing yeah. I've ever heard of. Yeah. All, title, all, all championship uh, wrestlers should be defending their title at a pay-per-view. Always. I get they should be defending it on say- Monday night. I'm sorry. If you have a belt, you should always, every match you have should be in defense of the title. That's That was how it used to be. That When you start taking away the fact that it's a title defense, it, it really kind of, it waters down the product and makes it look stupid. Uh, one more thing I kind of want to cover from Extreme Rules is uh, they had the Raw Women's Championship match, which was probably from bell to bell, uh, or, well, the first bell to almost to the end, uh, the end of the second bell. Probably the best match of the night in terms of in-ring quality. You had Asuka defending the title against Sasha Banks, two of the best uh, in WWE. And I, I mentioned last week, or was it a couple weeks ago, we talked about Banks and Bailey being the women's tag team champions and just dominating TV and, and what they're probably about MVPs of the company right now. So basically we had this great match and then we had this kind of goofy ending where Asuka goes to spit the green mist, Sasha ducks and this mist goes in the referee's eyes. So the referee's incapacitated by the mist. So Bailey runs in, strips the referee of the referee shirt. How does, how's that legal? Yeah, how's that? I don't think that falls in the within the rules of wrestling, the the loose rules that there are of wrestling. And Bailey puts on the ref shirt and and hits um, hits Oscar with one of the title belts, and Sasha gets the pin as Bailey makes the count, and she declares Sasha the new Raw champion. I'm like, wait a minute, and there's no official announcement. We don't have an authority figure coming out of any kind since they've kind of gone away from that on the main roster. So I'm like, okay, what's going on here? We have a title match without resolution. So supposedly Sasha's the champion. But last night on Raw, since we're running a day late, we kind of found out, okay, so Stephanie comes out via video and says, no, Sasha, you're not the champion. That was not legal. And then we're going to have a rematch next week on Raw where Oscar faces Sasha Banks for the Raw Women's title. Mm. So, yeah, at least there was a little bit of resolution there. But, yeah, you expected a pay-per-view to have a, a clear-cut winner, you know, and it was goofy, sure, it was kind of ha-ha funny, but at the same time, it kind of ruined a little, uh, ruined a pretty good match for me too by having a goofy finish. Right. So like let's that. let's review why when I said at the very beginning here, as we end the show, why when I said pick the pay-per-view that went the best, WWE was clearly not the better pay-per-view. You had the crazy eyeball fake thing that they did. You had the ridiculous ending to the women's uh, championship. And then mm-hmm. you also had the non-title match between Bray Wyatt and Braun Strowman when you expected it was for the title. So essentially yeah. they dropped the ball on every single thing and make you wonder as to what is coming part, next. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. the thing is now all eyeballs will be on them because Vince has been doing this for a long time and he's going to do eyeballs. whatever it takes. What did there. Right. He's going to do whatever it takes to get you to <laughs> tune in and see what's going to end up happening next. And that's why I think evil Vince is coming. Evil Vince is coming, Mike. He's coming. He's, he's coming for you. He's coming for me. He's coming for some poor wrestler. that's just going to want to make a name for themselves. And their character is about to make a major switch into like a rated R or worse character. I know it's coming. Okay, I just believe in it. He's Mike Pankow. I'm Chris Lanuti. This is Windy City Slam. If you want to listen live, remember... 
12 p.m. every Monday, that's Central Time, on the Podbean app. You can get it for free in any app store on any device, or you can listen to us on demand anytime you want to, anywhere podcasts can be found, and always at WindyCitySlam.com. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye, everybody. See you, Mike. Just screaming because my name is